Hey folks, welcome to episode two of Said Connects, Cannabis Entrepreneurial Dialogues. My name is Julia and I'm here with Danny, your host this evening. Our mission is to create spaces for people of color to share their stories, educate and empower our communities. Last week, we spoke with Ari about coming up in cannabis through art, the experiences of immigrants, and we got to highlight his delicious edibles. This week, we're going to highlight Trey Hobbs. Thank you for your love and support. Danny, take it away. Hey, family. What's up, guys? Uh, Thanks, Julia, for that intro. Um, As she mentioned, this week, we have Trey. Trey's with Neighborhood Essentials, based in Detroit. I'm pretty excited to have him this week. I've heard nothing but good news with him. I've met him through Clubhouse. You know, his story, and we featured him in our on our uh, Instagram page for Black History Month. So there, there's a little bit there for you guys to reference back. I have Trey on the line today. Trey, what's up, man? How you doing today? What up, though? What up, though? Man, I'm, I'm doing good, man. Everything's smooth. Good, How man. you doing Thank today? you for joining us. Um, want, want to break the ice real quick, man, and, and find out a little more about you, man. So, uh, from Detroit, what's up? How, what was it like for you growing up in Detroit? <laughs> Yeah, I'm from the uh, the east side of Detroit, an area called Seven Mile and Van Dyke. I mean, <clears throat> you know, it was rough. I mean, it's just how it is probably anywhere in the inner city that you go. I know it was real rough out there, a lot of poverty, a lot of violence. I mean, and that was on an everyday basis. I've seen a lot, been through a lot just growing up there. I mean, you see some wild stuff growing up in an environment like that. My upbringing, I mean, it was decent. I mean, my people did, like, you know as best as they could do with what they had and what they was able to, like, get. Yeah, it was rough, but, I mean, you know, I think you learned a lot in that environment, and it helped me a lot, even on this business path that okay. I'm on right now. Okay. Any, play any sports growing up, anything, you know, that kept you off the street? Yeah, my thing was football, man. I played football from the age of six up until, like, two years ago. Well, going on three years ago now. And uh, I was, yeah, played from six, had opportunity to play college ball, had opportunity to play pro for a short amount of time before I got hurt. Uh, and then that was pretty much like the end of that. The football I ended up getting hurt early on in my um, oh, wow. pro career. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, man. But I'm sure I'm sure you had a lot of experience. I, mean, I played I played some ball too, um, you know, just in high school, but I ended up same. I got hurt, broke my leg, and, and that was the end of that for me too. <laughs> <laughs> man, it's crazy. Yeah. So with, with this experience that you grew up with, what made you want to change the concept or get into the cannabis industry, really? So, I mean, my entire life, I grew up around the plant. You feel me? Like, my people, like, was growing it in the basements and then selling it in the, on the streets, on the corners at the gas stations. So I've seen it from, like, seed all the way up into sale from as long as I can remember. It's been in my life, my whole, like, since I've been here. I've always knew pretty much, you know, before I really got into the industry, I, one thing I had to do was educate myself because, like, I know, I knew everything about the TAC component, you know, getting high and all that stuff. That's what I seen. But once I really dove into the plant itself and overall what it can do and the other benefits from it, that's when I really decided to like, yeah, I want to get into this because I can take something that was used against us and you know minorities and flip it and turn it to a positive and help this and help us rebuild the yeah. community. You feel what I'm saying? Like take some that yeah. So that was my whole nice. thing. And and with this work, I mean, well, where are you at it with business? And I know we kind of touched touched a little bit about social equity and, and um, you're an applicant with that. 
Talk to us a little more about that. So, yeah, I'm a social equity and a um, legacy Detroiter. Pretty much with the status, with the legacy, it's like, it's crazy. It's, it's a good program. We get 99% discount on all licensing fees. We get 75% discount off city-owned land. Um, we get priority when it comes to application process. And then equity is another 25% off of certain fees. So I feel like the program is is pretty good. They're headed in the right direction. What qualify you um, to, to even be part of or be considered a legacy programming? Um, so pretty much being born and raised, like born and from Detroit, um, you had to be there for the past out of the last 30 years, you had to be there um, 15. But I mean, I've been in Detroit my whole life. I mean, you know, so I always lived there. So, OK. And so then and what about social equity? What what qualifies you to be part of a social equity program? So with social equity, it was just I had to be in Detroit for like the past five out of the past 10 years. And I also that's for the 25 percent discount. But if you got a marijuana charge of any sort you get another discount on top of that and then what else comes with that and then yeah and then if you're a caregiver you get a 25 percent discount as well okay cool and, and so how neighborhood essentials what talk to me what, what does neighborhood essentials mean and yeah. what how, how did that name and brand come about yeah. um neighborhood essentials is i mean it's the neighborhood it's the community you know it's the environment that i grew up in it's it's us. It's blacks. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Like it's it's a voice for the community. You get what I'm saying? Like I like obviously like a lot of people as, from the outside looking in. Like yeah, it's a cannabis brand. You know, we go sell some real good flour, have some real good products, but it's deeper than that. You feel me? Like the roots is embedded in the community. This is just a platform for me to be a voice for what we need in our community and to start giving back to like my community to help better it. And that's what this all about. So it's bringing resources to the city. It's because in my opinion, I mean, the weed industry is about to be the new, you know, car industry for Detroit. You know, we in Motor City. So I feel like the weed industry about to take that over. And that's what is about to become what we need. We need more jobs. We need more money and it's going through the city. And that's what that's what we bring. That's what this industry brings. And I saw somewhere that um, you're also looking to create programs and some type of educational spaces. Well, what are those type of like educational pieces that, that you're looking to put into the community? So, I mean, we're going to be incubating people, people that want to get into this industry. I'm going to teach you about the licensing process, how to make sure you got everything that you need to get in, because it is a process. Understanding the documents, understanding what you really need to be in it. Then also people want to grow. People that I'm, <clears throat> me and my partner and stuff like that, we hands on with the growing and stuff like that. He's got a lot of experience with it, been doing it for a while, very successful with it. Um, helping people learn to grow, teaching them how to grow, just, you know, just bringing them in, so giving them some hope, helping them learn the legal aspects, learning about equity and what it means to be an equity applicant and how to, like, leverage that and how to have pride in yourself for being an equity applicant and not getting, you know, a lot of equity applicants get bad deals. You know what I'm saying? We about to, I'm cutting that, like, I'm cutting it to that. They're going to know about all of that. You feel what I'm saying? It's just that stuff. And I'm partnering with a program called Our Academy which will help me out a lot is ran by a woman named Hillary Yu and Tamika Drew. And it's pretty much, they based out of LA and they took me in and really helped me out and like show me, I mean, the ropes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying with this? They helped me out a lot. So that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to partner with them too, to help educate. That's great, man. And that, that's definitely needed. I mean, cause I, I also work in the cannabis space, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we, we met through clubhouse and that's one of the things that I've seen, noticed, listened to is that there's a lot of, folks that are getting these applications and don't know what to do with it or 
don't know where to go once they receive this um, this license. Uh, and, and since I've been working in the field for the last three or four years for for a cannabis brand uh, through their distribution, I've seen that there's a lot that goes on too. There's a lot. There's a lot of capital that's required to move forward. And with mm-hmm. the social equity applicants that have put in maybe their life savings just to get the licensing. It, it, be, it can become difficult moving forward if, if they don't make the right decisions, right? And so so coming up with some type of programming for folks that are interested, I think is a great thing, man. And I, I can see good things coming out of your program. There was an article, and I don't know if you saw it. It's, it's been streaming through, through social media here from the LA Times. And it focuses on social equity here in LA and the disservice that, has been happening for social equity applicants in LA where the folks that wanted to apply, they needed to have a space available. They needed to have so many different requirements just to apply because of COVID, because of lack of, you know, funding, because of lack of whatever the case is, these applicants haven't received any help, haven't received any funding. And what seemed like a plan to help the underserved, the underprivileged now is hurting these folks. Is the same type of situation happening in Detroit right now? With I know it's just this is starting to roll out, but have you have you guys experienced anything just yet? Yeah. They doing a little better job of it. Um but I mean it's still like it it is fresh. It's kinda like a thing in Detroit to where it's like well, we're learning as we go type thing with yeah. them. You get what I'm saying? Like they testing stuff out and they seeing and stuff like that. So a lot of stuff is just up in the air right now. Um, but it's been a few things with that, like, but they gave us an option for um forgot the exact terminology. I'm hard right now. I forgot the exact terminology, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but pretty much <laughs> but um yeah, like where we can proceed without having that property and then they gave us up to like a year to yeah. get it or something like that. Um but what I'm doing is just going out strong, like you get what I'm saying? Like, we already got the property and stuff that we're looking at and everything like that. So. And what is it? And, and but, so, do you already have your license? And what licenses are they? Well, my license is covered. Like, we're in the process of that. Um, I got the people who's over at the Detroit Means Business. It's a, they, they're pretty much over, like, the whole licensing and everything like that. Um, I got news from them that I'm actually, um, like, a, they considering me to bring me up onto the board. So, we go see how that go. But, um... Yeah, so right now I'm putting in, like, I have a cultivation, a Class C cultivation license coming online. That's 2,000 plants, um, retail, and then also processing, which is manufacturing, and um, also a launch. Okay, cool. So I I also read a few things where you won an award, right? Talk to me about that award that you received through Ease. Ease is, for, for those that, that haven't are, are listening, Ease, E-A-Z-E. It's a delivery cannabis service here in LA, based out of based out of California. I used to work for them. That's how I that that's one of the first starts where I I started coming into the businesses. I got hired through East to deliver for a dispensary. I saw that you were one of ten folks who who won this award. How how did that come about for you? Yeah, yeah, that was um, I put in some work for that man. It was definitely a process, you know. I think it was like over 300 people or something like that that yeah. um applied. Um, yeah, it was a process, but I mean, I was just I just kept everything like true to me and authentic when we had to present and do our stuff and everything. I mean, 
I guess they grasp the story. They see what I'm trying to do and they rock with it. So I, like definitely a shout out to Ease for giving me the opportunity. They've been nothing but like a, a great resource for me throughout this whole That's process. That's great, man. And, and I see that with this grant, it provides a business development course. Have you guys started that yet? Yeah, we started it. Yeah, we on it. Uh, yeah, we uh we've been doing it about four or five, five, like five, six weeks now. I think. Yeah, something around there. Yeah, it's it's going That's good. good, man. And, and what kind of advice have you been receiving from? Because I I'm looking at this lineup. You have Whitney Beatty. You got Leo Bridgewater, Jesse Grundy. A lot of big heavy hitters in the industry, man. What kind of advice have you been getting from these folks that are within your your class? Man, pretty much. One big thing is just valuing myself, having value within myself and my business and my brand and what I'm doing. You know, just making sure I hold on to that. Um, other stuff when it comes to just making sure reading the fine print on everything, you know, learning the process so that I can, you know, just learn going through the process and just learning as I go and make sure that I'm like got my hand. Even though I don't have to be a genius at each part of the industry, that's what I can bring on people for. But I should know, you know, enough in each aspect. Just so I know what's going on and everything that's around. Um, it's a it's a lot of game that's been getting dropped, man, for real. You know, just how to watch off of predators and stuff like that, what the just how to handle certain situations in the industry. You know, it's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, man, and, and that those I, I've been hearing a lot about those predators coming through and, and and going referencing back to that article um that I read in the LA Times, that's one of the things that have been said is because of the things that have been put in place and the timelines there's some of these applicants that are now trying to seek investors and uh, these investors are putting in the monies, but there's, there's obviously ties behind it and pushing the, the original applicants out of the space and just to be the brown face of the plan, but them taking over. What steps are you taking to make sure that something like that doesn't happen? Man, for one, I'm staying lawyered up to the max. I'm staying lowered up. I got I got an advisor, a group of advisors that I trust, like with this whole thing and stuff. I'm making sure I'm coming in and we're communicating everything. I'm just, yep. you get what I'm saying? Like we're communicating each step, everything that's going on. I'm lawyered up, got the lawyers and stuff, making sure I'm doing everything right. It's just like as I go along. And then and then I'm also just doing a ton of research on my own. You know what I'm saying? Only so I'm researching these people, I'm researching their companies, I'm looking up everything, I'm trying to see it all. Old Facebooks. You feel me? Like, I'm looking at everything just to see. You got to do your yeah. research. You come into these people that's just saying they're bringing money, doing all this. Do your research. That's great, man. What does it mean to you to be a person of color that has accomplished all that you've done up until this point? Man, and it's crazy because, I mean, I know I made a lot of progress and stuff, but I still got ways to go. But, I mean, it feels good. I mean, it's this mean a lot just because everything that's been going on, you know, not just with blacks, but just minorities as a whole. Like, it just, I mean, but me being me and then being where I'm from and stuff, like, this is luck because this don't happen. You get what I'm saying? Like, we don't, I grew up in all poverty my entire life. I knew nothing but poverty. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a whole different mindset. So, even this is still kind of hard to believe that all this is happening. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, damn, like, what is going on? Like, I mean, I, I've always knew I wanted to do something like this. I always knew, but, like, actually doing it, yeah, it's a blessing, man. I'm blessed, and then I, I just put in the work. It, it meant a lot, and I know it's an inspiration to other ones that look like me. That's what my whole brand is. I want people, man, it's time for us to work together. 
all the blacks. It's time for us to work together. It's enough money and it's for everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's like I can be a, a prime example of that. I can show my community like we can bring something positive. We can bring some money in without crossing each other and we can work together and break that stigma that they put on us and made us believe. Yeah, and that that's definitely, you know, one of the struggles, especially you know, in, in all communities, right? Like the war on drugs that happened, like we as brown, black and brown folks were mm. on the forefront, you know? War on people. And, War, on, War people. on people, yeah, straight up, man, and and we we were the forefront, like we were the we were blasted there, and now that it's become legalized, like a lot of us are either ashamed to admit that we're in the industry, we're ashamed <coughs> to like speak on it, or even just these stigmas behind the cannabis use and the the users, and the, there's this lazy connotation to if you if you consume, you're you you're just lazy and you're good for nothing but it sounds like it's the complete opposite with you and all the work that you're putting into this right and so you're definitely already starting to change that that mindset within your own community um and i appreciate that and, and i really you know encourage that this stay strong and i see it right i, I see the work what does this career mean to your family mm. i mean this mean let me just put it in perspective my mama my entire life up until this point, like pretty much, like until recently she got a raise, but pretty much my whole childhood, elementary, middle school, high school, most of my years in college, my mama was making what the most she made doing them. She went from like making 20000 a year and then she could hit like 20, 28 and 30000 a year. You know what I'm saying? What is that? What is $30,000 a year? Yeah. You get, you feel me? So like, this is big for my family, this generational wealth. You feel me? Like this, like we... We can come out of an environment that's so hostile where we coming out of our house. I mean, I got PTSD. I hope everybody do. You know what I'm saying? We coming out of, we coming out outside every day. There's some stuff going on. So it's like this can get them out of there. You know, this can like probably get my grandma time to like really be at peace and enjoy the rest of the time she got left on this earth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like this, like this mean a lot. This generational. My kids, kids, kids. Like I'm trying to create like a dynasty. We ain't had, we don't really got that in the black community like that. It's rare. Yeah, and, and uh, how how do you speak to your children or 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 children in the community about cannabis and and the medicinal properties? If you do, I mean, I know a lot of people that smoking it and stuff like that. I mean, my whole thing is with everybody in my family, people that smoke are older than me and everything. I mean, I try to teach them more. Better ways like me personally. I mean, I like to smoke kind of clean, you know. I stay away from the woods and stuff like that. But I try to tell them like the certain things. I try to teach them about you know the different strands and stuff like that, how they can affect your body, the terpene profiles, and pretty much educating them on terpenes over THC. You feel me? Just like letting them know, like, and then even educating them on CBD. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't the only that. THC portion of it, that's a small percentage of what this plant really can do. So all, all that stuff, the creams, everything. You get what I'm saying? So I have people that got cancer and stuff and all that. This I'm like, man, get off them meds. Yeah. This cannabis, let this do this way. Let this weed work. Yeah, man, and I'm glad you brought up THC piece because I know that now that's one of the biggest issues that's going on here, here in California is with, within now the recreational market is that these storefronts are asking for the highest THC components or the highest THC products. And without that, 
they won't put it on the shelves, right? Or, or they won't they won't support a social equity brand that are that that are not you know putting up a certain THC product. And so the fact that you're you guys are already having these conversations that it's not just about the THC percentage, but it is about certain terpenes, it'll definitely set up the success moving forward because of the struggles that that California and maybe other states are going through because it is difficult and it and it is something that costs well, at the end of the day costs money for the brand or for the company because now you need to try to figure out other ways to maneuver to try to get this higher percentage that may not really go back to the ethos or to the programming and that that you're already setting forward um are those things being like what what's the market look like right now in Detroit with with the legalization piece? I know that I know that you guys this past election in November just got the okay on recreational. What what are those steps looking like right now? Like is there any dispensaries opened out there right now? Yeah, there's some dispensaries and stuff like that open if uh, medical. Yeah, it's a few they've been out here for a little bit. It's a cookies out of Detroit. Okay. Yeah, like it's a few Viola out, got something out there. Uh, yeah, it's some, it's some it's some dispensaries out for sure. Some lounges up, everything. Like okay, that, so. cool. Um, in, in honor of Women History Month, would you like to share mm-hmm. an inspirational woman in your life? Shoot, I mean, that got to be my uh, my grandma for sure. My grandma and my mama. I mean, I mean, I was I was raised by powerful women. Women, you feel me? So like. I mean, I got a sister right now. I mean, shoot, she she doing fair time right now. She been in there six years. She get out next year. So like, I mean, all the women in my life and stuff been powerful women. My mama and my grandma both raised me like with nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing. We grew up in a two bedroom house with like five or six people in there. We was like making. They was coming back. I don't know how. Like they like superheroes or some shit. Like I don't know how they was doing the stuff they was doing, and like really getting us through. So I mean, yeah, those eight. I mean, yeah. And then shout out to my homie Ganja girl. She a um grower. Oh, she from Lansing, Michigan. She a dog. Her page is Ganja girl. She she the homie. She a super beast. I don't know. Nice, man. That, that's that's great, man. That reminds me of my childhood, bro. Like I grew up, you know, with my cousins, and it was a household of like eight kids, and just my aunt there in a one bedroom home, and we're all sleeping wherever we can, either on the floor, the couches. And so, you know, I definitely, you know, can relate to your upbringing as well. Because, I, you know, we li- I lived it too. We, we lived it out here. I grew up in Inglewood, Lenox area, mm-hmm. um, out in L.A. And, you know, same thing, right? We saw it. You know, we, we saw everything. It's plain as day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and so I find that it's important for us to be able to, have an outlet and to share you know these stories and experiences and and all the positive that we're trying to do um within this industry so that we can start changing those stigmas and and start changing the culture around for our elders and for for our future generation as you mentioned you're trying to create that generational wealth for your family and so i I love that dude if someone that is interested in joining or getting into the industry what advice would you give them Aside from all the stuff that we've already talked about, uh, should I say, 
Shit, just be ready. I mean, so I'm a I'm a um a Nipsey fan. That's my dog. He was always one of my favorite rappers. But you say you gonna feel every emotion going through this. You gonna feel everything. You gonna go through every type of emotion trying to do this. But you gotta keep pressing and do it. Cause I mean, you go be successful with it if you don't stop. So that's that's my whole thing. And it's just not even just about like this industry. It's just whatever you want to do. And that's just I hold true to that. You get what I'm saying? So. That's, I mean, that's the biggest piece of advice I'll give. Just be ready to go through it. It's going to be stormy, but shit. It's going to be good, though. You're going to make yeah, it Nipsey, man. I, fuck, I love that, dude. I, yeah, man. I remember I saw, I, I want to say, his last performance ever at, at Rolling, at, uh, no, what was it? Not Rolling. Yeah, it was Rolling Loud. Rolling Loud here in L.A. two years ago. And I was able yeah, to man. see that performance. I want, yeah, and I wanted to meet him. And just chop it up with him. For yeah, real. man. Definitely lost a good one there. For real. That's for sure. Where can our listeners find you? How can anyone get in, in touch with you? So the social media is uh, Neighborhood Essentials on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, the, my personal one is Neighborhood.Trey. Um, the email is Neighborhood Essential, no S, at gmail.com. And then the website is um, NeighborhoodEssentials.co. So they can hit me up on any of those. Right? Cool. And what are your needs? Is there any needs from the community to help you and your brand? I mean, shoot, the support, right? Like support in any way that you can, even if it's like acknowledgement or just like, you feel me, if you got maybe your opinion on something, like you might have like some type of criticism or anything. I'm open to it all. You feel me? Like, let me know because I'm the voice for the community. So let me know what everybody needs because, I mean, I'm getting ready to launch in L.A. Like, in L.A. and in the Bay, I'm about to launch some stuff out there soon. So, I want to, the same way I feel about Detroit, the same way I feel about those communities. You feel what I'm saying? So, it's the same thing. I'm going to be giving back and stuff and, to there. And so, what are you going to be bringing to to the West Coast and to L.A. and the Bay? Shoot, I'm about to drop um a bunch of flour, pre-rolls, and then some, some apes. I'm about to have them in dispensaries, L.A., Oakland, and San Francisco. Okay, cool. So you're working with some with a few distributors out here to make that happen? Yeah, yep, I am. Yeah, got some connection stuff out there that's helping me put it all of it together. Shout out to my boy Morris at SF Roots. That's dope, man. Morris is a good cat, man. I I was able to um you know have a few words with him, and I'm looking to have him on the interview on the podcast as well. Yeah, that's my dog, man. He an OG for real. That's dope, man. Yeah, I've connected with a few folks from the Bay, and. They they go hard with it, man. It's a real, feels like a small knit community that take care of each other out there. And I'm sure you felt that with connect with the folks that you've connected with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Cali overall and Detroit got a connection. You feel me? Like Detroit fuck with Cali heavy, heavy. Cali fuck with Detroit heavy. It's like a, you know, it's like a little thing. Like you connect the kind of. Yeah, for sure, man. You see, like, they do it all the time with the rappers and stuff like that. Yeah, man. Who, who's, aside from Nipsey, is there any Detroit-based rappers that, that you're a big fan of? Man, Detroit on fire right now with the uh, with the music right now. We got the scene. I mean, it's a lot. Payroll, Gezo, Babyface, Ray, GT. Man, it's a lot. Sada, Dub, 4-2-Dub. Man, we got, it's a lot. Bino, we got. Band game trade. It's it's a lot, man. Detroit going up right now with the music. It's a lot to name for. Yeah, it's it and so one of my coworkers, he's from Detroit. And so all these things that you're saying, I'm like, yep. Yeah. Cause he, we play music in the warehouse all day and he's always bumping 
all of his Detroit cats, man. So, mm-hmm. for sure. Cool, man. So, uh, yo, I really appreciate you being here. Really appreciate the time that you spend with us. Next time you're out in L.A., man, I'd love to be able to connect in person and, and we'll, you know, light up a few and, and continue to chop it up. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for having me, for real. And we're going to do that for sure. I'll be out there cool, soon. Oh, man, thank you. And for all our listeners, again, thank you for tuning in. You heard from Trey Hobbs, Neighborhood Essentials. You've heard it from him. He's looking to get started um, in Detroit and look out for some of the Neighborhood Essential products here in L.A., um, we'll we'll be connected with him and we'll continue to share those drops as it comes on our page. Continue to follow us on our Instagram page, said underscore connects. And we'll look out for the next episode. Again, thank you for tuning in. Trey, thank you again. And we're out. Appreciate everyone. Thank you, Trey. Yeah, so.